on a, out in the schools. You don't need a rocket scientist to tell you. You don't need two brain surgeons. You don't need ten psychologists or psychiatrists telling you that. You should be already aware. We've got serious problems on this planet at every level. What I want to say right away, they're trying to take away medicines from elderly people that are in pain. I put a thing up online. Uh, people say nothing helps. Well, doing nothing does nothing. Trying at least tries. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But if you don't try, there's no sense of even being here. We're trying to become spiritual, aware, whatever words you want to put into your reality. Or are you just here playing a game? Now, what I put up on the title was, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Could It Happen? Will It Happen? Well, I just want to go over the movie. I say it a lot. It's my favorite movie. Came out a long time ago. Came out when I was born. Uh, but it was based on, it's in black and white, uh, the original. I don't know if they recorded it yet. They might have, but they've been pushing the second one, the second one with uh, some famous people, actors in it, and changed the reality of the whole movie. But uh, the first one was simple a ship lands on this planet, this giant creature robot comes walking out of the ship and stands there. And some man goes running around town. Well, the man's from the spaceship. And he's trying to warn people and tell people and, and give people a clue to what's going on. Obviously, there's searching, trying to go after him as well. And then they see this robot being, and they want to kill it, destroy it, do something to it, which they try and can't. But the result is, when they think they kill him, the robot takes him inside the ship, he comes back out, and then he gives the world their final warning. Uh, I And I hate to say it this way. I truly believe it's not going to take a spiritual person to change this world. We had one, and it didn't help mankind. If we have a super being, not these deities or aliens that say they're this, that, and the other thing. One that puts his foot down on a planet... And says, hey, buddies, you've got 24 hours to stop the seas to all the things you're doing wrong, or I'll destroy the planet next week. What do you think people would do? Go out, party, kill, and loot, and do things? Probably in ignorance. Or do you think they might try to clean up what they created and started? Sure, that's wishful thinking. But we're at a place where everybody believes in fairy tales, and, and the fairy godmother, and tooth fairy, and, and you name it. So, you'd think... There's a, a place for us to move forward. Well, there always is. But if you don't take it, it's not going to be there, obviously. So, in your life, are you making the decision to take that step? Whatever. Whatever you do, whatever you create in your life. I'm going to go into a bunch of things because we're in trouble. And I'm going to talk about them. I don't run from, from the truth. And many people that I know directly involved with our show with it pulled off going into their own world I deal with truth only only the truth well that's your truth no the truth is if there's no air you're going to die if there's no water you're going to die if the water's polluted you're going to die and if the earth air becomes super toxic you're going to die so is that a truth or not if I hang you from a tree you're going to die right uh, so 
we don't have good uh, goals that we're creating. Oh, everything's going to be better? Well, if you think robots doing everything for you is better, well, you might think it's better. What would you do if robot did everything you had to do? What would you sit and do? Drink, do drugs, and have sex. Maybe you go fly a kite, or maybe jump off a cliff and with a, a bungee cord or something. But what else would you do? 24 hours, 7 days a week. What would you be doing if you didn't have to do anything? And everything that you needed done was being done by three robots that work for you. Probably uh, saying how great it is. For how long? How long do you think that could last? You're still going to go to the bathroom. you still got to eat dinner. You're still going to be involved with certain things that make you be responsible for your own actions, whether you believe that or not. So, if this threat came to the planet and they were telling us the world's going to be destroyed, what would your first reaction? What would you do? Try to have as much fun as you can. Take your money out of your bank? No. You'd have too much money and you wouldn't be able to get it. Billionaires and trillionaires and millionaires would be banging on the door. Give me my money. <laughs> what do you think they would have to give them back? Nothing. So even that's not going to help these people. Well, then we got to... We're going to go into this a little bit later about underground cities. Uh, I want to talk about that in a, in, a, in a really important way. Are you ready to take back the world? Are you ready to stand against government? I know you'd be considered a terrorist. Anarchist. If you do... And if you go through history and you study anything what Thomas Jefferson was trying to bring out, even though he wasn't a very good, nice person. Why I say that, he was one of the biggest Native American Indian killers. So, uh, but he was for white people. Spanish, British people. Well, more so the British and, and at that time. So, uh, but there was a religion involved which was forced upon uh, the whole Native American race so uh, what, where do we go from there well he said we have the right to form a militia anytime anytime we feel our government is out of control not doing what we need done or want it done changing rules to make us unhappy Making us do and pay for things we shouldn't or don't have to? Do you think that's right? If you don't have any children, do you feel you should pay as much as everybody else that have two or three children? Well, we don't want them to be fools. But what are they learning in schools? Do you think school teaches any child anything important about spirit, God, death, anything that's going to happen? Of course not. You don't even have to mention the word God in school. So you want to pay for schools? I'd pay for a spiritual community center, which is, doesn't exist, which I'm trying to create with TJ. If somehow, somewhere money comes in, that will be the first thing I would put out there. Uh, and do workshops and, and, and teach people certain things like protection and all the words I always talk about. But are you ready for an alien race coming here? I mean, in UFO worlds, Taking something, 
twisting it, disfiguring it, making it sound so incredibly important, but in the wrong way. Trying to make it sound like we're going to have some good aliens helping us. Do you think in, in, in human races being on this planet, keep it 30,000 years, that aliens weren't here before that? Of course they were. They live a lot longer than we do. But does that matter to us? No. But do you think they could have helped make this world a better place? If we say, like some people want to believe that the Anunnaki are important, that they created us. Believe it. Believe in the fairy godmother. Believe in Tinkerbell. If that suits your fancy, it makes you happy. And of course, always add sex to it because that makes you real happy, doesn't it? That's the way the world lives. So, where do we go when we talk about the ancient history of the human race? Why, if you believe in aliens, why aren't they helping us? Or they help us all the time. Really, uh, I challenge anybody on this planet to prove that. And for what reason? Now, I started getting into it a couple of days ago. But we got a call in and it kind of shifted where we were going. But I was going to talking about spirits, angels, aliens and everything. And describing the differences between them. We do have demons. We do have deities. We do have... Little gods is what I call them. And we do have alien races. Physical and dimensional. So there's a lot of different things playing with planet Earth. Are any of them good for us? And here's the thing. No matter what I tell you. No matter what I say. No matter what you believe. Look at the world. Don't look at anybody else. Don't look at what they're saying. Don't look. Just look at the world, the real world that you supposedly live in. How do people treat each other? Are they starving people, homeless people, abused children, abused women? I mean, do those things exist? You better answer that you like, uh, like you know what you're talking about. Otherwise, don't even try because the numbers are incredibly, ridiculously high at every level. So, if you say we're becoming spiritual, moving into a higher dimension, does anybody have a clue to really describe what a higher dimension is to human beings that live on planet Earth? Can you change into your light body and go up to Venus and hang out there for a while and come back? Are you there yet? To say the world's moving into that? What part of the world? 1%? And I'm sure it's not even that much. I mean, there's people that say and talk and talk and talk, dream a lot, fantasize a lot, but always open your door, walk outside, breathe the air, test the air, test the water you're drinking, test the ground, see what's missing from it or what's in it that shouldn't be. You'll find many things that are wrong, that aren't healthy at any level. So do spiritual, spiritual people contaminate everything? Is that their main mission in life? Uh, if you're out to kill your body, uh, we all do it in our own way. That's something a little bit different. We all do. Whether it's drinking, smoking, jumping off cliffs all day long, 
climbing high cliff mountains all day long, every little thing gives you that chance to die. And it seems, and what I believe, most people only get satisfaction out of becoming close to death. I was there many times, so yeah, I know what it feels like, what it is, and what happens. Because I went through it. Uh, not the closeness, the, the actual part of going through it. But uh, people have to have cheap thrills in their life, and that's what they get satisfaction out of life, no matter how rich a person is. Look at the commercials. Look at the people that are out there doing things. What are they doing? Jumping out on a bungee cord or flying off a mountain with a pair of fake wings. I mean, we're doing things to test that limit. The idea of coming close to death stimulates the adrenaline in a person's body, giving them a high. So everything boils back to a high. Kama Sutra sex is a high that has been twisted to mean getting closer to God, if you even believe in God. So how far are we going in this? Well, I'm going to take it all different ways today, uh, unless somebody calls in and rearranges where we're going, what direction. But... uh. I, I got it pretty well figured out the way I want to go. Uh, so, now, do we know how to take back the Earth? Can we? Or is it too late? Well, with the government classifying everything that somebody against the government does as a terrorist, or something that they do under their own free will as a terrorist, trying to defend the earth or protect some creature, animal, water, air, anything, is still considered a terrorist. Greenpeace is considered a terrorist group. It's one of the 450 terrorist groups that they have on record. All right. Now, I don't know if you followed that. It's the Sea Shepherd. They were trying to stop the whaling boats. And what they do is, there was a, uh, I don't know if it was a Japanese or a Russian boat, probably a Japanese boat, in our shoreline, where they shouldn't be, doing illegal fishing. Greenpeace went out to stop that boat. I think they were smashing bottles on the boat and doing different things. And guess who got arrested? The Greenpeace people. They didn't say, oh, you're, you're on, on a government, on state land, country land, and you shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. No, they just let them do their fishing. The same as our government has been doing Show you the sickness, even in that whaling industry, you're not allowed to go whaling anymore. But if you're doing scientific research, you're allowed to kill whales. The number that they gave Japan was 10,000. Please, I mean, if you were doing uh, tests on humans, do you need 10,000 people in a year to uh, see if something's going on? Uh, and what are you really trying to find anyway? But sadly, the worst part of this, they got probably six whaling boats that come all over our land everywhere else. And they harpoon these whales, and they pull them on the boat, and they turn them into canned fish and process them into meat. They're not doing testing. They put scientific boat on the sides, and they do all these things. I mean, the ignorance, you can't have a canning boat and saying it's scientific research. And they get away with it. And what's Japan do? Feed it to their children. They got well, well restaurants in Japan. They serve children in schools. The dolphin, the mammal, not the fish. Because the fish is worth so much money. And they wouldn't be feeding that to the kids in school. 
But when they talk about feeding them dolphins the way the Philippine countries and these other countries slaughter 10,000 at a time. Do you feel something's wrong right there? And the United States lets them get away with it? Well, does anybody do anything for a reason? Of course they do. And then you have to ask yourself, what is the reason? If I was a trillionaire, if I gave everybody $100, they might say, I'll sign a letter. Would they put their life on the line? No. But if I say, I'm going to give your family $5 million, will you do this? They will do it, won't they? So it's all about money. And some people just need a higher price to make them do something. And who's going to pay the world to, to clean up the world? Nobody. When when Tibet was in trouble, which they have been for a long time, and they begged the world for help. They begged the United States for help. And, you know, whether I like Hillary or not, she went to China. She begged the prime minister, whatever he's called over there, whatever this guy was, begged them to release 1,500 prisoners because they were just destroying Tibet. I mean, who else even cared about what was going on in Tibet? Nobody. And I consider that like one of the most spiritual cities on the planet. If you can't protect that, you you got no hope. What are you going to protect? A drug dealer, a drug den? What are you going to protect? So the mentality of the human race is deteriorating at every which level. I'm not a Buddhist. I live at one. I know their teachings. I know them them as people aren't mass killers and murderers and all that but then again in all religions when you become a religious power and you're not supposed to be married or have sex it suddenly becomes a perversion and a sick desire so change the rules to, to fit human human life Moses created 613 laws after he came out with the Ten Commandments I, I, I'm sure most people don't even have a clue what a hundred of them are. Well, check it out. It's in the Old Testament. Moses goes on to a whole third of the Bible. But all the laws he tried to create, how to eat, how to live, how to dress, what you can see, what you can't see, what you can talk about, what you, and what, how you move, all these things, everything. Uh, plus, he couldn't follow the Ten Commandments. He became a mass killer. Indirectly. But when you tell somebody to kill somebody, you're the blame. You're a king. You, see, you tell your army to kill the army. You're the one that's killing the people. So, we respect people? Who do we respect? The Pope? Christians do. Why? Because they were programmed to by their family. Do they know what this Pope is doing? And they're finding out now. The truth comes out. Uh, Thought the Atlantean, when he wrote the Emerald Tablets, talks about the ultimate truth will always destroy the lies in the end. But the end of what? The end of life, the end of the world, the end of civilization, however however you want to put it. But the Pope's coming out, telling the world, telling the world hell doesn't exist. Oh. He's living in it. He should know that it exists. Then, to try to change the Ten Commandments, he wants to change two of them. On top of that, he comes out against his own religion, which is the story of Adam and Eve, and say it's not real. So, I keep writing to him every day. Say, create your own religion. You want to make up a religion? Create one. Don't abuse one that's already there that has its foundation to put a sicker one in. I'm not saying Christianity is right in any way. 
I mean, they're missing so much of the truth. But it's because a man, not God, not Jesus, not Moses. Well, Moses was responsible for a lot of problems. But uh, when we talk about spiritual people that try, they, they go by their own awareness and try to bring their truth and wisdom to the world. Well, to me, wisdom about where you go, what you become, and all those things are the most important thing you can learn in this life. But where is it going to get you when you reach it? If you're a dreamer, you have this great dream, and say, well, I want to be in that dream in the end. You can be. The astral plane is pretty much the place where people dream to be. You can eat anytime you want. You can fly, walk, do whatever you want. You can uh, not get old. You stay in age you pick. All right? Once you, I mean, once you stay there. Otherwise, you've you got a time limit, and then you're going to be back here and start all over and forget everything you know. But uh, when you get there, I spent time there. I spent a lot of time there. I watched people coming and going. I saw my mother, and she reincarnated. She came back as a boy in this life. My father, I crossed him over. I, I didn't see where he went. I didn't want to know. I brought him over to a being that was going to take him somewhere. And I said, take him wherever you want. Uh, but I crossed him over. I crossed a bunch of people over. But I brought him to the beings that work with that. Because uh, I realized, and I learned the hard way, you don't put somebody somewhere unless you're totally aware. If you think you're the greatest healer, medicine person, whatever you want to claim to be, when you do something as in place of a God, saying you're God or I can do this because I can, you're really taking karma into your hands and bringing it into your own reality many fold over, which is not a good thing. Uh, well, I don't believe in karma. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to believe in reincarnation. You don't have to. The only thing you have to believe is you're going to die. And then you're going to face everything you believe or don't believe. What you know and what you don't know. And if you don't know nothing, you're not going to have much good happening. I promise you that. So, there's many steps to take. And I talk about them. And people say this, that, or the other thing. And I say, the truth is all that matters. You heard the phrase, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Free from the programmed ideas of physical reality. Of what people say the mind is, what people say soul is, what people say God is, what people say the president is. It is much more, much greater. And the rewards are a thousandfold. So... I, you know, I listen to these, everybody claims to be a psychic or a healer or a medicine person or a shaman. Or claiming to be something that you're not. Well, I can, you can brainwash people. That's all you can do. Show me one person on this planet that could go anywhere you put them, stick them in front of a car and tell them to levitate it and put it up on top of a mountain. Impossible. Not one person has that ability on this planet. And we did have it many years ago. Why is that? So, when people claim anything, and he used this word, doctor. Doctor or what? Well, I was programmed how to do an operation. Yeah, well, that's all you know. You don't know what you do to a person's soul if they die, or what happens, or if you save a murderer and you bring them back to life. I mean, there's karma involved with everything you do. Even if you think you're doing it for a good reason or a bad reason. Karma is in everything. We don't judge it. We don't, you don't have to judge in this, that, and the other thing. You don't know what good and bad is. 
until you step out in the lower realm. Because when people think, well, there's a bird outside starving, I'm going to feed him a, a biscuit. And then you throw a biscuit outside. And you never think about that bird again. Do you think you helped that bird? That bird lands there tomorrow, running around, where's this biscuit? Where's this biscuit? Uh, and it's not there? We, we can think we can help. Temporary help is not help. If you're going to get involved with something, it means getting involved. The same as when you have a child. You can't say, well, he's born, throw it out in the street and let him do what it wants. You wouldn't, you shouldn't. Some people do. So what are we going to do from there? How are we going to go about changing that? I'm asking you. If I had the answers for all that, I'd be telling you right now. Because I know it, it's all wrong. The way we accept things are wrong. The way we're programmed are wrong. So, getting back to, let's go about people, these great speakers preaching to the world their, their delusional truth. Here's the first thing you have to ask yourself. Does it help you? Does it? Does it really help you? Oh, you're a beautiful person. Look in the mirror. You're great. Tell yourself that. Go home. I'm gonna look in the mirror. Oh, I'm beautiful. I'm great. You can believe it for a while. But did it really help? I'm not talking about completely abused people. That's different. And just telling them that they're okay doesn't change it either. Abuse is karma. It affects a person for life. It doesn't disappear. Oh, go to a rehab. Go to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and, and talk, and it'll go away. Things don't go away. Not in the physical mind. The mind is a programmed computer. If you put a program in it, it's in there. You just can't take the chip out and put a new chip in there and say, okay, here's a new program. No, the mind doesn't work like that. Every thought you get puts a wrinkle in the brain. And picture that wrinkle like a little book. And it's all there. I can tune into everything since I was three years old. The feelings, the emotions, what happened, why, why it happened, what I did. Uh, good or bad, I don't know if you want to call it good or bad. But it's there for me. I mean, when I wrote my first book, if I knew as much as I did now, I could make ten books out of the same book. Not that I want to. Uh, too many things that I don't want to talk about anymore. But they're there. Always there. Love, hate, abuse, all those things. They don't disappear. So, when a, a father or a mother abuses their child, what do these poor children become? Victims of that. You can erase their mind by saying, oh, it's not, never happened, it's not real, which is a lie. You can tell them, don't worry about it, it's not really you. It happened to you. It didn't happen to the person saying that to you. So it's a different story for everybody that goes through it and their ability to cope with it. And because somebody says you can cope with it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. If you understand that men are sick, who has the right to change that? Who, who can? I'm a man, at least in his lifetime. And I know how abusive most of them are, how sick, perverted, twisted... Ignorant, the human race of men? Sure, I think they're trying to push women to become as ignorant as they are. And then they can get over on them even more. Which is what they're doing, putting women on the front line to fight. You think that's a good thing? Women would fight for that? Oh, I want to fight to kill. I want the right to kill. Well, you're a sick pervert. I guess you don't have a belief, you don't have a God. You weren't put here to kill anything. 
So when people accept that kind of reality, how far do you think we're going to go? Now, anybody listen to this, I dare you to send this link to every friend that you know and tell them to listen to it. Because just maybe they might touch something in their brain that's not functioning like thinking. And the other word called reality. Where are you living? Planet Earth. What's going on? Nothing good. So, now, let's go, uh, what do we come to this planet for? What do you think you're here for? Well, I don't know, but if an alien came down and said you got 24 hours to make a decision, hopefully we'd think of a reason why we're here. And we might even come up with an idea like, oh, to make it better. To make it better, not to make it worse. So, as a child, what do we do with our children? Let's start there. Everybody says, well, what are we going to leave the children? Everybody says that. But do they do anything about that? I mean, even if you don't have a child in this lifetime, you should be aware that there's other children trying to grow and become something. What do you leave in the future generations? Anything? Computer games. Let's start on one of the most dangerous things on the planet right now. Do you have children? Do you let them play computer games? Do you watch the games that they're allowed to play? Maybe you do. Do you ask them if they play any bad games anywhere else? I know the stories about that. You're, we're all kids. Whatever you're told not to do, you wouldn't want to do it. But there was a TV show called Letty's Father. And he would bring his son in and talk to him instead of beat him up, hit him, or punish him, things like that. He would talk to him about what he did or what he was thinking or doing and, and that. Do you ask your child why you want to do things? Because they're so programmed that killing and murder is important. Destruction. Bombs and guns are brainwashed into every child. Do you, do you see that at any level? What's the, to me, one of the worst games out there, Grand Theft Auto, I mean, it's up to like five or six. I don't even know where it is right now. It's one of the few games you can be get bad, good, beat up good people, beat up bad people, and do both. You can go whatever, do whatever you want. Uh, it's called Sick Freedom. I mean, I talked a little bit about freedom. Freedom means total responsibility. If it comes from spirit, if it comes from your ego, you have all the free will to do whatever you want. But how far are you going to get in life with it, or if you're going to be in jail half your life because you did it? That's your choice. But do you care about what they see on TV and the movies? Why do you think they have to put two vampire movies out a year, two zombie movies out a year, a hundred killing movies a year, a hundred supernatural killing movies a year? I mean, it's like, do we ever get an idea why it's being pushed so hard on our children and everybody else along the way? I mean, they make kids see it. As long as they don't show real sex and stuff, they want kids to go see it. I mean, Kirsten's on TV now. Uh, we're going to go into that a little more. But think about these things when I'm trying to in, in, in print in your thinking about how we respect or disrespect the planet we live on. And the people that are there. Just as, you know, I'll give you a real simple scenario. Like when Moses marched through the desert, killed everybody that he brought out there, and then their children was brought to the promised land, which was a piece of land they thought... And hey, it's just like what happened to the United States. 
Oh, there's evil, evil demons living there. Well, we better kill them all. And they tried to in the United States. Same with Moses when he brought his people to the promised land. There was people living there. So they said they're bad people. So they had to kill them all. So, again, if you believe that's religion, wake up. Try to understand what the word religion even means. If you believe in God, that's spiritual. You believe in people, that's ignorance. And that's called religion. So, let's take that a little further. What is going on in the dating scene? Do you watch any of these things? I do. I, I stay on top of everything. Well, you watch junk. Well, I watch junk to see where mankind's going. What you see on TV is a projection of what's really happening. The dating scene is so far from being a, a good thing anymore. Dating online for a year and then trying to marry that person when you see them? Does that sound a little twisted? And here's what I'll tell you. Anybody, and this is all people, that go on computers and then become like this person talking all the time to other people. I mean, I'm on a radio show. I, I'm Hopefully I'm going to go live to a picture of me just so you see that I'm a real person. Uh, and I used to do nine months with Sergeant Lake Teen, and we had a really incredible show at that time. Kerry Cassidy uh, ran the site itself and let us do the show on it. But, I mean, people don't even want to listen to what, what they put out there. I don't think she ever listened to one of our shows, which is sad, and I begged her all the time. Watch our show. Just watch one of them. We put up five, ten pictures of aliens every every week. Or ships, or entities, creatures, you name it. And do you think uh, people, important people, got back to us? No, they had a deal with people that have this delusional idea that Oh, I work with aliens. I work with 100 aliens. They all gave me birthday cake for my birthday. They took me a trip around the multi-universe. I mean, you can believe those stories if you want to. Again, will it help us as a human race? In any way, what they're saying, what they're talking about. The things they're pushing off on TV in comedy now, they use words that we never used when we were younger. While I was younger, that weren't allowed to be used on TV, like peeing and farting and having two people in a bed, never mind having sex or look like they're having sex. They weren't allowed to show two people in the bed or even in the bathroom. So the perversion is like, let's make it as obscene or as real. Well, when it's fake, it's not real. So let's show a fake thing to show what real things are. So Back to children. What are we doing for our children to help them? The schools they go to teach them nothing. 90% of the things you learn in grade school and grammar school, how much of it is it useful? Very little. That 10% might be important. And you do need to count. You do need to learn how to spell, which I didn't, how to read, and things like that. But outside of that, trigonometry and all those exaggerated ideas and formulas. If you're going to be a rocket scientist, they're beneficial. But if you're going to work at Burger King, how much do you think that's going to help you? The programming, the teaching. I went to a trade school. And I took electronics. But I had to take science, which I didn't want. I mean, I passed. I have no clue how I passed it. But I had to take it. But then I got 
I had algebra one and two, which I passed, and I was amazed because I couldn't do good in math in grade school. And then I got trigonometry. What what is that? Is it a creature? I thought so, and it was so hard. I mean, formulas to memorize a hundred formulas. I have dyslexia. Uh, a couple problems, dyslexia, dyslexia, and a couple things. I can't even say the letters, but memorization is not like one of my things I can do. And you have to memorize it, uh, at least 150 formulas. A, B equals C, B, and all those kind of things. I had no clue. I, I couldn't put them in the order that they're supposed to be in when I saw it. I reversed numbers. I reversed words. So I don't know how I got there, but I got to the last year of high school, and I quit. I had a teacher that had a uh, speech problem, and it drove me crazy. And I, I raised my hand and said, I can't understand what you're saying. He goes, oh, come after class. Then to be on a one-to-one to a person that you can't stand on or understand what he's saying was even worse. I just quit. Just turned 16 and said, bye, I'm out of school. And all the teacher says, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? I said, first off, trigonometry is not my thing. Well, you're doing as good as everybody else. I said, well, we're all failing. So what's that mean? Uh, oh, no, but you I said, thanks, and I quit. I mean, I got my GED and all that right after. But, you know, when we talk about school and children and what we're giving them, we're giving them nothing. You want a world to move forward? You give them nothing. You teach them nothing. You teach them lies about history. The Constitution was created by Native people. Do they want to ever talk about that? No. And the Native people were outlawed from the Constitution itself. They were considered government property. They couldn't use public utilities. The, the theory and the ideas and, the, and what man does in the twisting of religion, what he believes to be a religion, what he does twisting to the truth. So, now let's go one step back to marriage and dating. Two people meet. They need to see each other, really. Their physical appearance touch, shake hands, and, and, and even kiss each other or whatever, but know that that person's real, what they really look like, and then talk to them. We're so programmed. Well, you should never talk about religion. You should never talk about politics. Well, let's not talk about reality. Let's talk about dreamland. What do you like to drink? Where do you like to party? Uh, where do you like to fly? I mean, what are we going to talk about? Oh, it's raining today. Let's see how long we can talk about the rain. Uh, for 10 hours the programming of the human race is pathetic so when are we going to take a different step when are we going to sidestep the garbage and really look for a better place to walk or you just want to walk in mud and dirt for the rest of your life we're going to go deeper into that and I'll say why because underground cities but that's deeper into that so the dating scene is so screwed up right now is without respect the idea of marriage is done without respect well let's try it it's like trying on a pair of shoes oh don't get married until you try on a shoe who said that some sick pervert that probably went with a hundred women before he decided to get married well that shoe doesn't fit right oh that shoe doesn't fit right oh that shoe doesn't fit right well this shoe feels right until it doesn't feel right anymore your, sh your feet get bigger as you get older. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen. What I'm just saying is, 
What do you care about, really? Again, it has nothing to do with the truth, nothing to do with God. Why is that? Well, who do we listen to? Who's our inner guide helping us think stupidly or think... Don't blame Lucifer. Uh, most, most New Age people have angels. So should we blame all these angels? Why not? They all fell from grace for a reason. They're all down here for a reason. Lucifer's in control of everything for a reason. You could say no, all that's baloney. No. He controls the lower worlds. Lucifer is responsible. Not the demons. The demons are under his control as well. But they can get out of control the same as people get out of control under God. And do what they want. And that has to do with psychics and everybody else that works with spirits and ghosts and all that. How involved do they want to get? Do they want to understand the truth about it? And I'll throw in death experiences. Everybody has... I had over five death experiences. And I learned a lot from them. And I realized they helped me grow considerably in a, in a more aware state. So, now... We, we want to, I don't want to put too many things together. Uh, I want to stick with this marriage dating thing. You watch 90, 90 day romance and, and all that. These people talk on the phone. They meet each other and they have to get married. And they're going to try it out. I mean, there's this other one that's on now where they're all in this retreat and everybody's trying to date everybody and they could go whoever you want. Uh, it's pathetic. You mean you can't find a person that you like that you have to try on and look. And if you don't like this person, you try that person. Well, that's why you, when you start a relationship, you talk. Talk about likes and dislikes, what they believe and what they want in life. If they fit together, you've got a better chance of being in a relationship. If they don't, don't force a relationship that you know is not going to work. Even being different religions can work. But you have to work it out in the beginning, not after. You have to accept the other person for what they are, 100%. I mean, you can't say, well, I want to change you into a pumpkin when you're a potato. Uh, you've got to pick whatever it is, and that's what you're going to be with. But make sure that it's what you want the same as it's what they want. So you have to talk about religion. You have to talk about children. You have to talk about likes and dislikes. You have to talk about your past life as well. Not your past life before this present one. I mean, all your lifetime that you lived in this life, what went went on. Because there's little things that could come out that could completely destroy the relationship. I mean, if you're a hooker and had a thousand guys, and then this guy says, oh, you were a hooker? It could change the reality the way he feels about the person. The same as, I mean, if the guy was a gigolo or whatever. You need to talk about the truth. And you need to be honest. Uh, in the beginning, and... You have to give the other person the, the chance to make the decision if they will be able to deal with that. You can't say, well, now that we're married, you have to accept the fact that this is this and that and all the other things. It's all perversion. And we got all these people out there speaking about this, that, and the other thing and telling you how great you are and how you could have everything. What is everything? Money. Money makes the world go round. Well, does it? No, it doesn't. Money makes ego go round. And we'll get into ego because that's like the disastrous problem with humans in, in lifetime. 
Do you think people are caring beings? So if you're not a caring being, how good do you think that person would be in a relationship? How many people are aware of a real God? A real God. I mean, God, what it truly is. Well, not thinking, oh, I think this, or I think that I was told this, or I told that. No. How many people understand God? God's your great protector. Of what? Ants, caterpillars, birds, chickens? If I was a chicken, I wouldn't want God for my protector. Uh, but what do you think? Where, where do you get your programming from? Jesus. Well, you can envision. Mine would put anything you want in anything hap that happens to make you accept what you think you believe in. And I want to just destroy everybody's fantasies and, and experiences, but be, re but be real about it. When people have a death experience and they're standing in front of their father, the mother, whoever is deceased, and they say, oh, you can't come here now. You're not ready. Why? You're there. How come you're not ready? Because they told you you're not ready? You come back if you realize you have to do something. And I'm saying when I was young, when I was a witch, people say witch uh, warlock, but I don't like the word warlock. Uh, it sounds different. A witch is a witch. Uh, but uh, I was friends with a woman who became part of my co coven, and she died on the operating room. In the operating room, she turned green, and they had her out in the hallway. An hour later, she came back to life. And she explained to me her whole experience, how she had six kids. And she said, who's going to take care of them? I can't leave them. And she realized she had a responsibility. And Spirit said, okay, you're going to accept the responsibility, we'll let you go back. So it's not like her mother was there, okay, you're a good girl, I don't want you to die yet. Uh, no, it's you and Spirit and you and God. Nothing else is in between that. Whether you believe it or not is a different story. If you accept it or not, it's still a different story. But uh, she had gangrene. She was dead. They thought she was dead. But uh, she had no money. And she was taking care of six kids. And the husband was a good friend of mine until he really spaced out on drugs and became a thief and, and all those kind of things. Heroin addict, you name it. Uh, and he lived a long time. It's amazing. Bad people live long. Billy Joe, I guess. Young people die young. Good people. Well, kind of true in one way. For myself personally, I couldn't leave until I found the exact reason why I came back in this lifetime. I can go over all my lifetimes, but I'm not. I could say I was in Atlantis, which I was, which was incredible. But the most important one next to being in Atlantis, which was the second most important thing in my life, and being aware of it, was when I was with Jesus. And what I saw and what went down. And when I came into this, I had to come back, because I couldn't understand so much about that. Not about Christianity, but what really happened to Jesus. So, and what Mary Magdalene was, and, and all the, the truth behind it, that they don't talk about, and they won't. So if you want to hear that, Please buy my book, The True Teachings of Jesus from God Realization. It's not deep, not hardcore, but it's the truth. 
as far as I know it, and I prove to myself that it's real. And if you listen, truth rings a bell within soul. It doesn't ring a bell in, within, the, when, within the person's mind, because the mind's just a program. And if those programs are in there, it's not going to go bypass the program. But understanding Mary Magdalene was, to me, in all my lifetimes, the most spiritual being person that I ever saw, as far as a woman. Jesus being the male part. Uh, she had Jesus' abilities. She did what Jesus could do. And she had to teach the disciples, the ones that didn't understand what Jesus was doing, for, for a long period of time. Not a long, a period of time. And then Peter finally learned what, what she was trying to teach him after he realized he had to accept the woman, which they didn't want to do in those days. They never did. And he had to go beyond what men do in that, in that time frame. So there's so much important things to think about. And it says it right in the Bible that Peter had to listen to Mary Magdalene and learn what, what he didn't understand from Jesus. So he would have never met Jesus again. But that's just Bible. Whether you want to believe that or not doesn't matter. The thing that matters is understanding about soul, what it is. Can it die? Does it die? Where does it go? What's it do? And that things you should really know for yourself. I don't care what anybody tells you or anybody else wants you to believe about it. It's understanding it. And I'll tell you, understanding that will be the only thing that matters in a lifetime. Because now you know what's going to happen when you do with this disease-ridden body. People usually don't die healthy unless they get there blown up in a car or something like that, but uh, most people die with the sickness. So, And they're man-made sicknesses, which is even worse. God didn't give it to you. God didn't create cancer. Man did. I mean, all these things that we want to blame on everything other than what's responsible. Sugar is, is a natural ingredient in life. Synthetic sugar is not. And now, 90% of medicines becoming synthetic, meaning the body has no clue what it is. And they're passing a bill. They want to even make it more so. Uh, please, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that if I have time near the end. Because, uh, like I said, what they're doing to elderly people, taking their medicine away so that they can't have pain medicine, let them suffer in pain. Maybe they'll die sooner. I guess that's their real belief. Or they'll go out and try to buy drugs and die from that, or whatever. It's just sad at every level. So, is religion helping the world? Are aliens helping the world right now? Think about it. Do you think the Muslim religion would help the United States if we all were forced to become Muslims? Or accept Sharia law? Do you have a clue? If you're listening and you don't understand Sharia law to the max, I'm telling you, you're an ignorant person and you need to understand it. Read it. Read what it is, what it entails, and what it means to those people. Because in 13 states, you're already trying to force push those laws upon the United States. And they're trying to get them through court and everything else. In their country, do we need to go over that? Not now. I don't have time to. But you need to do it. What is Sharia law? What does it really mean? What do those people really think when they take a bomb and they go into some place and blow it up? Kill in the name of God. What God do they worship? They worship women. But let's not go into that. Let's go back to can aliens help us? Do you think they're going to? Are they? Have they? Have they ever? 
you think they can make this world better? I'm not saying I wish it was true that they were and, and are and could. But I, sadly, in all my research and all the work that I did in the UFO world, nothing is going to benefit the human race. Technology doesn't benefit the human race. Even though they think it does. We take somebody like Tesla and Einstein. I, well, I don't want to go on to that. I'm sure you'll understand or maybe you don't. Tesla was the greatest inventor that ever lived. He invented 200 inventions and had them copyrighted because they all worked. Not like they could work and they might work. They all worked. He, didn't create, he created an earthquake machine in 1900. He didn't created these incredible inventions that put us back and forth in time. The idea of quantum physics. And guess what? He created the first radio. So he's the one that's responsible. Hold on one second. I, I didn't even see this person. Hello. Oh, sorry. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Yeah. I saw you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, I left my you on friend. Hold. Yeah, no Greeting. problem. My friend. Me, this is Mike from Singapore. How is everything? Everything's fine. Um, lots, lots going on. A lot of good and bad things, but everything else is fine. <laughs> yeah, How's everything with good. you? Yeah, I say. But you know, this uh, hurricane. Uh, Florence is one of the worst in the history of the United States uh, about 50 years and uh, the path of the uh, hurricane as you know is going to hit 10 nuclear facilities in United States so we have to pray for uh, Americans and also pray that none of the nuclear facilities would be that damaged or anyway you know Altered, etc. Because then we are going to have radiation leaks right. in the United States of America. You know the old story. You play with fire, you get burnt. When you create a system that's dangerous, it's sooner or later. It doesn't happen to have to happen now. Sooner or later, it will. Japan is getting, and I call it karma. People can call it what they want. Japan is dealing with karma. The karma that the country created, killing whales, dolphins, and, and doing that to children, and, and, the, and the way they do things over there, uh, China's going to get its karma as well. Karma comes, we've got Earth karma, and itself, what we do to the Earth gives us back its own karma. So, and it, would it be the worst thing if a nuclear reactor goes off? It would wake up the world. It will wake up everybody. Not that it's going to help mankind move forward, but it'll wake up a few souls that might move on. But people don't move. If you're in a, in a situation, if you're in your little box and somebody puts a, uh, a steak dinner there and then they take that out and they put a piece of cheesecake there and they give you a milkshake and a beer, whatever you want, <laughs> afterwards, yes. how fast are you going to want to leave that box? You're not. You're, you're settled. You're happy and you're at peace with your own ego. Take you out of your box and put you in a zoo and let all the animals run wild. See how you do. You'd be running from the bears, the, the tigers, the lions. You'd be jumping up. The, I mean, you'd be freaking out. So reality, Absolutely. if we hide from it, which I'm trying to get into today, is when we hide from reality, it doesn't get better. If we hide from the truth, nothing's going to get better. If we lie to ourselves, nothing gets better. And as long as mankind thinks, thinks they can sit in their own little world and say, well, that's not bothering me. And 
and, and to show you how bad it was, I was in a religion, and I was always aware of a lot of things. And I said, you know, they go, well, why don't you smile all the time? I said, how can I smile when about every minute some child's being abused? How can I smile? We're in a sick, perverted, twisted world. But, you know, people, Absolutely. Say, well, that's, people say, well, that's their karma. Well, it's a karma of a planet that I live on. It's a planet that I walk around on. It's a planet that I meet with these people. How many people? And it's like, and I know this for a fact, eight out of ten women are sexually abused before they die. So that number is pathetic. And say, oh, you're happy to be here? This is a great planet? This is heaven? Uh, It's a little bit twisted, the idea of what people think heaven is, if they believe that. So when I when I came up the numbers and I, I did numbers and numbers for a year, numbers of populations of religions, populations of abuse, and numbers of this and that, and the numbers are sickening. When you hear about under 16 years old, how many children get abused? Then when you go from 16 to 21, right. how many women? Are, it's incredibly yes. sick. And then when you go beyond yes. that, I, it's still eight out of ten when you go into the adults of women. And that's scary. I mean, yeah, religion, unfortunately, uh, is supposed to guide people uh, for better living, but not anymore. Religion is opium of the masses, because uh, in the case of Catholics, they abuse so many uh, kids, adults, etc. So uh, Mormon, same thing. We go back to Islam, is the same thing. We go back to any religion. It's end the, it ends the same way that we're talking. If they abuse their people, and well, so let me, let, uh, people let me are just, tired of religion. Go ahead. Well, all right. Before anybody, I don't support abuse in any way. It's the worst crime on this planet, just so you people out there yes. hear that that way. But uh, when we talk about religions, it's not just Christianity. I mean, Buddhism is, Buddhism is going through it. The highest people in Buddhism this past year have been brought up on charges. I mean, as far as sexually abusing the nuns, sexually, uh, all these other things along with it. So, I, I you know... I met one of, one of the coolest lamas, one of the highest lamas, and he was speaking to maybe 200 Buddhists, uh, and, and he said the truth. He came out with the truth to the people. He said when he was little, in the temple, the lamas would come in there and sexually abuse him. I mean, Absolutely. how worse can it get? Can it get any worse than that? Yeah, no. When you talk about little minds, it's, it's, it's sickening. So, I mean, we're talking I, about Dalai Lama too. Dalai Lama, yeah, well, uh, I, religion. Yeah. It's, it's. Uh, I'm not going to say all the names, but we have to realize, man sickness, not, not religion. Because all religions don't hurt people, and that's the bottom line. If you show me a religion, undocumented foundation of the religion where it says kill people, please show me that. What religion is that? Because none of them, Islam. even. Even Muhammad, yeah, when he met Gabriel, wait, wait. Muhammad met Gabriel, Gabriel never said kill anybody. Never. There was not one sentence he put in there that said kill other people. All right? I, I'm going to do a show on that in the near future, but he didn't say kill. Sure. The Ten Commandments doesn't say anywhere where it says it's okay to kill. It says it's not okay to kill. So as far as what religion, the, the, the Egyptians, and go back 
they didn't they believed in killing. They believed in sacrifice. Go back to the Hindu religion. They believed in deities and deities were killing people. So I don't know how that really went down. I mean I studied and worked with Shiva and Durga. I worked with uh Manjushri, uh and the most important one in my life is Green Tara. But when you work with the deities and you see what they really do, Green Tara taught me the concepts of creation and life and love. Shiva taught me the, con- uh, the definition and, and what karma really is. Because when I worked with Shiva, it was scary in my life for a couple of years. Because it was instant karma to anybody I met. I'm not making this up. I can go on and write a whole book on it if I wanted to. What happened to people when I just came near them? Family, friends, or anybody. Karma was instant to them. Uh, when I was with this Tibetan master, when I worked with him for a short period of time, he wanted me to bring Shiva into this reality. And I didn't want to. And after this person died, uh, some psychic said to me, this beings standing right next to you and they want to work with you. And I said, okay. Yes, yes. And then I started working with Shiva. But then, man, I watched people get destroyed at every level, every which way. My best friends, ex-wife people I work with, I mean, I'm talking major car accidents and being in the hospital six months, it was instant karma. And I knew, because I heard something, I said, that causes karma. And then their karma came back to them swiftly. Yeah, everything you do is based on two pillars of the punishment and rewards. And people already, I'm sure, aware of it. If you do good, good comes to you, if you do bad, bad will come to you. You know, uh, you, what you just said, and I hate to say this, I disagree with. You know why? Good people never finish first. Good people never get good things back to them because the people that they even get, do good things for will come back and steal or rob or even kill them. So, I mean, the only thing that, that's really good is soul is doing what it's supposed to do. All right, and and spirit and God grant the rewards later, but it's not like you're going to see them, not in this lifetime, because you could do as much good as you want, but the rewards is, is the world's sick and you're in hell, so it's not like you're going to see them here. You got to get out of hell to experience the goodness of of God. Uh, whether people want to understand that's that's a choice that they can make or not, they can listen to me on that or not. Rewards are for spirit not for the physical body. You're going to get older. No matter how many good things you do, your body's deteriorating. And you're going to get sicknesses and diseases. You call them rewards? No. Uh, But then to me, the final death is the biggest reward you get in life. Because now you move into the the space of that that you worked so hard to get to. And it could have been many lifetimes already. So in this lifetime, you're stepping into this space that's filled with karma, you're creating or dealing with your karma, trying not to make more. But every action, every word is karma. It creates more for you or less for you. And you need to pay it off. And nobody can take it away from you, buy it from you, or give it away, or, or whatever. So, as we, the rewards, spirit, spirit's reward is knowing that it's a part of God and can go back to it. That's the only reward that's, the only important reward anyway. Uh, but respecting that and being, I don't know if this call, I won't take it. 
hold on, let me shut my phone off. I don't know how to. Come on, it always lets me block it. Uh, so we we need to be aware of our actions, uh, of what we do, and when we do, we we shouldn't want. See the thing: doing without the desire to get something back, giving love out, and not expecting it back. Well, it depends what kind of love you're giving out and what you. In a relationship, you don't go into a relationship if you're not going to get it back. It's a useless relationship. I mean, if you're on the street and you give a, a person, you help them and everything, that's a different kind. When you when you give something, you got to give something out or back to give unconditional love. It's not a thought. Thoughts don't manifest realities for anybody. People say, oh, yeah. Sending all your love and compassion to, to, to African people that are starving and dying. Really? It's helping them when a million people died in a month? Did you help any of them? Well, I sent them unconditional love. It's an imaginary created word. Unconditional love means you're going to give and help somebody just because you can and you have the ability to do it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Somebody falls down and they're bleeding, you help them. Uh, it's, it's a different kind of love than what most people say. Well, I give, I'm spiritual because I, I send unconditional love out. And I was making friends with somebody, and that's the, the word they used first. This is the most important thing. And then they said, well, describe that. And then they brought all the other words, compassion, respect. They're not unconditional love. Respect comes from respect. All right? That's a different, a different energy, different vibration, everything. Love, as far as with a person, is separate as well. Love of an animal is different. So unconditional love means you love all things incredibly all the same. Well, to yes. send love to a murderer, to me, is pathetic. Well, and they, people want to say, that's, well, that's stuff, but that's what Jesus said. Uh, no, it's not. But when, when people take things, especially religion, and twist it and turn it to fit their stupid little ideas and, and egotistical ideas, it becomes bastardized for a word. And it's not a good thing. But again, the Ten Commandments, whether you believe them or not, do not hurt people. They're not bad. They're not doing things to people, not making people hate each other. It's only done in a way to create a balanced system. I mean, the idea of the Sabbath day, keep it holy, I don't, people don't understand that. And uh, Or like it was the seventh day and things. That was all the man taking from it. Uh, we created, we man, created the, the stigmatism or whatever that goes behind religion and tears it apart to make it something else. Again, I'm not saying witchcraft was good or bad because there was both. A black magician was not the same as a white magician. And there's a difference. I mean, I, my friend was the first person in New Jersey to pass a bill in court to make witchcraft a legal religion. It wasn't before that. And it was still condemned. I mean, when I was young, they put signs on poles. If you know a witch, put their name on here and we'll burn their house down and we'll blow up their car. So we have to be a little more aware which most people are not, don't care to be, don't want to be. They don't want the truth. The lies sound so good. Well, we're all spiritual now. We're all six-dimensional beings. Really? What can you do today that you couldn't do last year? What can you do today that you couldn't do 10 years ago? So we, we got this horrible, twisted idea that we're moving forward spiritually when people, and I bring that up all the time, doesn't even, don't even have a clue what spiritual means. 
And then if you're going to take a definition yeah. out of a book, right? Go ahead. Yes. Yes. A, a spirituality is that lack of a spirituality is killed American right now in the United States of America. Because, you know, so much mass shootings is happening in the United States, so much uh, robberies, so much, you know, so much incidents of, uh, you know, felonies and somebody, I mean, we saw a tape uh, last night that this man came and took this lady close to the uh, grandchildren. Uh, and so we see that we are America is its own collision course with mass chaos. Well, that's let me see. Well, I'm I'm prejudiced to say the least in a lot of ways. But the idea that it's the United States that's bad. Uh, you go to China. Do you know that they can kill their daughters if they don't want another daughter? But otherwise, they have to pay twenty five thousand dollar fine to keep her. I mean, that's perverted, twisted, sick. I mean, I can go on, like, where they eat, they take the monkeys and put them in a table and they crack their heads open and eat them. I mean, we're a sick race. The human race is pretty sick, and they're becoming really perverted and twisted. But it's not just the United States that has sexual problems. I mean, there's drinking problems in half of the world, or probably all of the world. Sure. I mean, child slavery and all that's other countries. Taking people's oh, yeah, body sure. parts is China and Russia. So when we talk about a race like the United States, we're all equal, really. We Even to say that we're different, we're different because we're ignorant and they're more ignorant than we are. And that's the way we would put it. But as long as we don't accept each other as one, we will never be one. When we say Absolutely. a country, a color, or a race... See, I'm not prejudiced that way. I'm prejudiced against people that constantly beat people up. I'm prejudiced against people that sexually abuse people. I'm prejudiced against people That's right. that That's right. hurt other people. I mean, people that hug and kiss people. I'm not prejudiced against them, no matter what color they are, where they came from. If an alien came down and Absolutely. kissed me, it wouldn't matter. Yes, yes. But if they come and took my arm and, and left me there, uh, I would be prejudiced against them. So yes, yes. we I have... Uh, absolutely. Uh, because, so, uh, yes, as long as we do not understand that we are uh, one human race, uh, uh, this will uh, continue division and divided, and we, uh, whole countries, including the United States, will get weaker and weaker to the point of no return. Go ahead, please. Well, I want to, I, I don't mind you talking, I'm glad you came on, but there's a few things I just want to make sure that I get to talk about today. And the next thing I really want to talk about right this second is we're destroying the planet, all right? We're doing everything we can to make the, the water toxic, the air toxic, and everything else toxic. The body's toxic, you name it. Well, there's something called, and I mentioned it, underground cities. Now, an underground city has many people under there already. Some of them have 10,000. I mean, in the United States, there's at least six communities with over 10,000 people in them. Six at least. I don't. There probably could be a lot more. I'm not. I, I don't have a scan, and I'm not scanning the whole planet or anything. I mean, the whole United States, and that's just in the United States. What goes on in these underground things? What's what makes it worth being down in in a box where you can't see the sun, you can't go swim in the ocean, where you eat programmed food? Uh, the food's good. I'm not saying they do. They did create hydroponic farming for underground reasons because they don't get rain and they don't get all these different changes in weather. 
it's one weather temperature, which is about a 60-something degree temperature, unless they heat it, all right? So the air is refined, purified air. Uh, the light is all synthetic. And what are the people? What do these people do while they're living underground? Well, I can guarantee Oprah's community, where she has her little underground city, where she can go when the world's going to get destroyed, I guarantee it has the best jacuzzi, swimming pool, and you name it. But again, you want to be in a situation that's inside a box. Like I said, you could be living in a box and bring all these little things into it to make it seem nice. If you accept that, you could say it's heaven. But know someday, somewhere, sooner or later, the box is going to break open or deteriorate. And you'll be outside the box again. So... I want people to do a little research. If you don't believe me, I don't know how much I, I keep talking about him because he was, wait, 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 let me just finish it. Jesse Ventura has many videos online. He did a show every year up until they took him off the air and then wouldn't let him put his shows on. Uh, he went into underground cities and stuff. Need to check that out. Go online. There's people that can, you can get into some of them. They, they, the steel doors are closed and things like that, but check it out. Understand there's a, a house built in the United States that's the home of the New World Order. Jesse Ventura exposed it. He couldn't get in it, couldn't get near it. The underground city was right underneath it, but he showed these giant concrete walls with all these security guards around the whole building, which is bigger than the White House. Uh, so again, we need to check why things are happening, especially in our country, on our planet, what the... What the uh, Alternative, what their what their desire and uh, things that are going to happen in the future, we need to wake up, and not ten years from now. We don't have ten years from now to think about it. I'm saying, and you know, every year I say, well, it's, we're so close. Every year we get that much closer to a turning point, meaning these things are going to happen. All right, Absolutely, I'll let you go. Absolutely, especially. Yeah, sorry, absolutely, especially Walmart is connected to the under, uh, U.S. underground tunnel networks, and also uh, Denver Airport is connected to the, many of the airports uh, in the United States are connected to the underground uh, cities as well, too. And if you, uh, you know, going to Denver International Airport, you will see that the signs of the horse, uh, and uh, all the Freemason signs is inside the airport too, so we know that that uh, that's the fact. Well, I mean, it, right. it's, it's yeah. Saddam Saddam Hussein had the underground city. The, uh, what's his name? Uh, the leader of Libya, Muhammad Gaddafi, had the underground cities as well too. That's why he was in his underground cities. So uh, if they have it, for sure we have it m more than them. Indeed. Well, uh, Behold the Pale Horse, which was written years ago, but it was all about Denver Airport. I went there the year after it was built and finished. Uh, that's when they had the steel floor. I told, I said this story already, but I was the only one that had actual pictures of the floor. It was steel, and it was in the main, main, main ticket building part of it. They called it the capstone, and it said. U.S. Air Force New World Order in steel, about 35 feet wide on the whole floor. And then they had this giant crystal triangle with the presidents and trophies inside that as well. 
and they still had the murals. They, there was many murals. They took four. They left two murals up. They took four down. There was four showing different races that they were going to destroy uh, or kill off, however you want to word it, uh, the black race, the red race, the yellow race. Uh, and they had these pictures of, the, of the, the symbols around it so that you knew that they were talking about this particular race or that particular race. So the ones that they left are gory. And here's what, what really puzzles me. When I went there and I saw that, I was blown away. And I tried to – I didn't have nobody tell me what it was. I was taking pictures of it. And I was there early, so there was nobody, not too many people walking across it. But on a daily basis, how many people go through that airport? So many people do. How many people Absolutely. even knew what they were standing on and looked at the murals without even thinking about what they meant? It's sad because no one. Two years. I mean, two years. Yeah, people. Two I, years. Two years later, they ripped the floor up and they put a fountain there. So when you go into Denver Airport, you see this big circle fountain. That's where it said U.S. New World Order. Now, on top of that. If you notice, the building has no roof. The, the hallways are all concrete. They got all these sprinkler systems down these concrete hallways. Concrete doesn't burn. I mean, what what moron would actually think that you need a sprinkler system in a concrete room? Concrete room. Uh, it's to wash off the jets and rockets and everything they're going to bring in there in the future. I mean, it was pre pre designed by a bunch of people. Somebody just asked me about that and said, "Tell them the name." I can't, uh, and I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, the government, uh, I mean, there's some limits that the government will kill for. So uh, as far as the protection of Denver Airport, they took it all out because the New World Order believes they have to tell people what they're going to do before they do it, which is good in one way. They don't care if you believe it or not. They just got to tell you. We're going to kill your father next year. Whether you believe it or not, it's your choice. But next year, they'll kill your father. So it's not like they change things because they told you. So uh, when that building was built, the flooring, I mean, comes up. It becomes that. Uh, I talked to multiple people that worked on the ground there and why it was built and where they did. I mean, they were using the core, core uh, concrete stone uh, earth mover machine that pushes a hole. It's got these giant balls that cut through stone. And they were building their tunnels that way. The latest technology uh, was it's like a laser gun that fires a tube. I mean, when it shoots a hole... It makes a perfect circle, and then they created these circular tunnels, and they put the tracks there. The, the trains fit right inside that circle like a subway does, uh, but they can blast uh, uh, as far as they want with it. And it originally, when Denver Airport over the past couple of years has changed, but when it was first building these tunnels through the rest of the United States and world, they had to take those stones out of there. So Jesse Ventura took rides, miles and miles of these stones piled up that they bored out of there. Where did they go? What were they Absolutely. boring? And they never show that, never talk yeah. about it. Uh, except yeah, can I say something quick, please? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, go. Uh, the Georgia Guide Stone, Illuminati Ten Commandments, and as you know, it has been written to six or seven different languages that uh, our aims is to kill 90% of world population, and uh, also uh, uh, so we can maintain humanity under 500 uh, uh, million uh, million people uh, minimum. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity, unite humanity with a living new language, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with the tempered reason, 
protect people and nation with fair laws and international court of justice, board government. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in the world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance uh, pers uh, personal rights with uh, social duties. Uh, Prize truth. Beauty love, seeking harmony with the uh, infinite. Number 10 is be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for the nature. Leave room for the nature. Can you elaborate on that, please, my friend? What, on the whole thing? Yeah, the Georgia guy, Stone, if it's possible. All right. Uh, it, they, somebody put a date on there last year, uh, which was trying to make it happen sooner. But realize there's a couple things you have to think about that. It's still there. They didn't take it down. They come up with this theory. They don't know how it really got there in the first place. Uh how it got there, why it's there, why it stays there, why people don't take it down. I mean, the president said, okay, we can take down statues now that mean things, that are important, that were important. And why would they leave that there? Uh, that's a pretty sick reason why they would leave it there, especially what it says about the population. 240,000 people will be here in uh, the future. Uh, again, the whole thing that they're talking about, nature, do they care about nature? See, people can say things that, to impress their own their own kind or their own thinking people. Uh, well, we'll be the we'll be the two hundred forty thousand that are in control, and we'll be. And what are you going to do with the world that, that's completely toxic? Once radiation hits this planet, it's no good for a couple hundred years, probably a hundred or two hundred years. All those people will die. They don't think about that. Oh no, we got the cure. Cure for what? They got a cure for a lot of the sicknesses that they give us right now, and there's even more breaking out. We talked about that last the other the other show we did. Uh, yes, but yes. in the interim, when you carve a stone and you put it in front of somebody, it's just like Mount Rushmore. They put those stones there for a reason, and I, and I don't debate anybody, including Native people. It was put there on Native holy ground for a reason. It was their way of saying, we're destroying you. You have no power now. And that's exactly what it means. It's the same with those tablets, uh, the Georgia Stones, because they're saying, you don't have the power anymore. We do. The we, whoever those we people are. So on Mount Rushmore, I only learned this, that in the capstone of Mount Rushmore, they put all these documents and stuff inside the skull of the, I don't know which one of the presidents, but in the back there's a room, and they put all this stuff in there, and they sealed it. I'd love to get inside there. But now they started building a crazy horse. I saw it. I got out there to see it. It wasn't done, but they were still working on it uh, to take back their energy, which is a good thing, and I feel... When I was out there, you know, I had to sort of like climb in Mount Rushmore and put in a bomb on the noses of the presidents and those, those people and blow it off. Uh, so, I mean, I had bad thoughts when I saw Mount Rushmore of destroying it. I said, that's holy ground. These four people, including Thomas Jefferson, I mean, all of them were evil to the native nation. I mean, George Washington, when he gave the orders to free one village, gave the orders to kill two more. Thomas Jefferson was the one that drove across the whole southern United States killing these tribes. Uh, so, yeah, they're symbols of the most powerful native killers that ever existed in history in the United States. 
So the same as this now, this tablet is trying to say, this is what's going to happen. And like I said, they got to tell us. But that's been there a long time. Nobody took it down. Uh, oh, no good yeah, person. Nobody. nobody. You know, nobody. the fear why Mount Rushmore stays there, the fear. I mean, those people that worked, I'm sure it was hard to build in those days to put those faces in the mountain. But we, we'd rather have a face of a man. I mean, you can't make a face of a god. That's not religious, uh, and I wouldn't do it anyway. But, I mean, in Buddhism, they create these giant statues of Shiva and, and things like, not Buddha, but in Hinduism, and different statues of giant size and everything. Shiva. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is it? I work with Shiva, incredible being, but uh, to worship a statue, I mean, the Ten Commandments say no, it's not right. Uh, it isn't. Mm-hmm. We don't need physical things in the spiritual world. Why I say everything you learn, everything you do here doesn't go into the spiritual world or the next realm even, not even into the astral plane. Learning how to carve a knife here, is it going to help you on the astral plane? Of course not. Everything you think matters or is important. Uh, Sex is still active there. So yeah, ego stays there. And as long as ego is there, soul can't rise rise into a spiritual uh, level of awareness, meaning the next plane, which goes beyond the ego. And as long as people hold on to ego and attachment, I guess they go together. Uh, soul stays here. So this race of beings that carved those stones uh, put the sphere there. The same as... So do you think... Who, who made it, my friend? Tell me, my friend. Who, who made this? Uh, it, is it made by the Illuminati? Or is it made by the, uh, y- you know, UFOs? Or... No, uh, the aliens... Who, who really the aliens the aliens didn't make it. The same as the aliens didn't make it or, or God didn't make the Ten Commandments. They were made by humans carving it. They were guided. I mean, guiding, I mean, uh, having a vision and seeing a being or a spirit or an angel or whatever and being guided by that. Uh, but the carving, why does something dimensional, interdimensional, have to deal with dimensional objects? It doesn't. Uh, it's like saying if you were multidimensional, would you truly want to stay here? Uh, depending on your awareness would be depending where you would stay. If you weren't, were unaware, you'd stay here because you got sex, drugs, drinking, partying, and all that. If you were dimensional and your body wasn't solid, you sure wouldn't want to stay here because you wouldn't even be able to pick things up and move them around. So yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. based on your awareness. So the stones are solid. They were created uh, and like I said, just last year, somebody carved the date in there. Uh, I, I, I forgot. Was it, was it supposed to be like the end of the world or something? I don't know what the date was. But uh, nobody can predict the future of this world right now. I mean, they're all trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, Notre Dame did a pretty good job. But uh, even he was considered a demon and killed. Uh, luckily, he survived as long as he did because the queen loved him. Even though he predicted her husband was going to die. I mean, your husband's going to die, and he did. Uh, But he worked with uh, Sergio Latin, a good friend of mine, who's I'll talk about him real fast, but uh, talked about that. The Enochian magic, which is the highest magic that existed on this planet. And uh, they used human skins for their books and things like that. So picture what magic really is. Uh, in, in the physical level of our awareness, it's definitely not beneficial at any level. Uh, I wouldn't say Jesus was a magician, because he wasn't. 
Learning to use psychic abilities in a good way is what they're there for. When you abuse it, and I call it black magic, when, when black magic becomes in existence, it's resorting to negative energy of all the lower realm, which destroys mm-hmm. things. So what do you work with? Now, Nostradamus was working with black magic and, and doing prophecies and everything else with it. But he was protected so many times from getting killed because of what he was doing. But go back further. When, when, like, when Noah was told that he had to create this giant boat, uh, people thought he was crazy. They didn't kill him. I mean, they didn't... I mean, in those days, you know, realize witches were always killed. Any kind of demonism or powerful being was either respected as God or killed. Man didn't want anybody powerful. I mean, the, the whole priesthood, which controlled everything at that time, was sure of that not happening. And, and Jesus was a threat to that as well. People with power in any time frame. And people with power, like the Egyptians supposedly, uh, had to sacrifice, sacrifice humans, children, mostly women, girls. And uh, it's sad. But the protection of themselves and their ego. And they're still worshipping a false god. And they believed it was their god. Uh, when we go back to Hinduism, when they talk about Shiva and Durga, I don't know if you know that there's a couple different stories of Shiva. Basically, there's two opposites. One, I mean, Shiva uh, had his head cut off by Durga when they were having sex. And then the other story about Shiva, he cut his, his thing off because all the women wanted him. And he cut it off in spite of them. And then he destroyed half of the city. I mean, the stories are kind of bizarre. Whether I was like contradicting each other. Yeah, well, they're they're two opposites of, the, of what really went down. Right. But he right. was a god. Uh, I call little gods or deity. Is they use the word deity. I call them little gods. Deity kind of makes it fit into a religion. Nothing's religious. Nothing is based on a religion because that's a man-made word. Any word you use, they were beings, and it's just a definition to describe roughly what a what a a, a life force is. So. Uh, Shiva being one of the most powerful deities, gods, uh, yeah, he did a lot. But how real in the physical reality? Because now, just think, in the past 2,000 years, when did we see any angel or god or deity walk on planet Earth? Do you remember any time we did? Um... It was I, maybe in the t- uh, time of the 15th century when Christians killing witches and uh, uh, basically no, uh, no, shame, no, no, shame saying, on. Uh, no, I'm saying really when when a being walked on the planet, just as Bigfoot walking on the planet, somebody really the, the walk, walking into a city and saying I'm 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 Jehovah, I'm this, I'm Lucifer, or anything, and stand there. And let people say, uh-oh, or whatever. I mean, we don't right. see it. And you have to wonder why. And my, my, my scenario is, and, it, and this is people, if you're listening to all these other false speakers talking about false things, the reason why that's happening is, and this is the truth as far as I can perceive it, we don't deserve anything. You get what you deserve. I mean, in Atlantis, those people had everything because they deserved it. And they worked with it. When you destroy things by what you're given, it's taken taken away. So 
why would an angel really want to come down here unless it's to give us another one? And well, he's just so ignorant, we're going to have another fire take out the world, or another flood, or both, or whatever. But you're not going to come down here and say, okay, let's let's open up a school and let's have a party or anything like that, or uh, donate your, your son to me and I'll give you whatever you want or any of that stuff. It's not happening, and it didn't. But we don't deserve that. And then when we give negative things back to something that didn't ask for it, like the Egyptians killing all these children and, and women and throwing them into this pit. I went out there. I went into Mexico where they did it as well. I went into, I saw the, the lake where they drew all the bodies after they killed them. But they were brainwashed to believe that if they played this game and got the ball through the hoop, they would be uh, given back to God. So, uh, their God. So they would play this game. And it was to get the ball in a hole knowing that you were going to die. And they were fighting to do that. Uh, so it's programming. It's nothing to do with God, nothing to do with spirit, nothing to do with the truth, nothing to do with angels. It's all man taking an idea to control people. And we weren't put here to be controlled, which is what we should realize in the first place. But as far as that goes, we have freedom. But if we're not respectable for that, should we have freedom? We wouldn't want to give freedom to 10 billion killers. I mean, we don't have freedom, actually, my friends. Freedom, if uh, really we had a real freedom, uh, it's uh, called democracy. But we don't have a democracy, my friend, in any countries. We, maybe Israel is one of them, or one or two countries at the most. But accept that, really. Do you think that since the uh, uh, birth of this nation, we had democracy? We did not have democracy. We had the theocracy. We had the government of cooperation by the cooperation for the cooperation. We, we never have. We the people have nothing to say. I think they make the decisions, and we have to say uh, kiss their asses and say yes, sir. That's all. Well, well, well. Let me say this. Well, freedom is an interpretation. What is freedom? What is total freedom? What is freedom? Well. Here's what uh, you should perceive as freedom. Freedom to do whatever you want until you get caught. That's called freedom. You're not free to do what other people don't want you to do, but you can do it. I mean, you want to smoke in your house, you want to do drugs, you want to abuse somebody, you do it because you're free to do it. There's not nothing that automatically stops you unless you get caught. You're speeding on the highway. If nobody's on the highway, you'll speed all you want. You're free to do whatever you want on the highway until you get caught. So it's a matter of how much freedom do you want? You want to be able to speed all your life and never get caught? Yeah, that's what most people want. Problem is, when you go against that, sooner or later you get caught. And most of the time it's later, which is good as far as people think, but sooner or later you'll get caught. You'll go to jail. So when you import drugs, and those people start doing it more and more, and they think they can do it. They're free to do it until they get caught. So freedom means do whatever you want until you get caught but, doing it. In but, reality. But I was talking about that kind of freedom. I mean, I was talking about the, free, the freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion, freedom of expression. I mean, right now, YouTube is... Uh, blocking a lot of people even, even but uh, Twitter too Instagram or uh, uh, Facebook 
all are cutting people off because if uh, suppose you talk and if you put it on the Facebook, they will close your account because they cannot tolerate what you're saying. You know? Well, so that's called not freedom. Freedom, it should be able to you have well, no, no. express See, what... Again, again, when I describe freedom, the only way you'll ever get freedom is total responsibility. And that's the way God created it. Now, what you just said, you're free to go online and put whatever you want up online. You're free to do anything you want. Whether you take responsibility for it or not is, is a choice. But you're free to join any religion on this planet. Uh, you're not free to do what they tell you you can do. Like, you don't have to kill people when they put you in a war zone and you, you say, I got to go. That's still, that's going against your own freedom. There's limits to how far you can go and not go in your own freedom. If you believe in freedom and you say, I'm free in the United States, but I'm going to fight for my country. If you say, I'm going to fight for my country, you're free to do that. But when you say, okay, your lottery number was 60, you have to go in and become and join the army. Uh, you could say no, and you could go to jail. You can get on a bus or a car or, or walk to Canada at that time frame. You are still free to do what you want, and you are. But when it comes to the public and other people see you doing it, then it can be taken away from you. You're in a, in a jungle and you do everything you want there. You're free to do anything until some race or some alien or anything comes in there and says, hey, look, we don't like what you're doing. Uh, so freedom is, is a contradictory word. We all have freedom. Just what we want to do with the freedom. If everybody had total freedom, if everybody could do exactly what they want, don't you think robbery, murder, rape, and all those things would escalate a thousand times over? I mean, a man gets drunk, oh, I can do whatever I want. Uh, uh, no, no, I mean, uh, uh, freedom, as long as you do not harm any person. That's, see, no, that's your definition. That's... No, no, you're putting a definition yes. to freedom. You're putting what you want on the word freedom. Freedom, as a spirit, you can do anything you want. When you leave the physical body, you're free. When you get into the mental plane, you can do everything or anything you want. There's no guidelines, but you already passed the judgment of God to say, okay, now you have the freedom to do what you want. In the physical world, that's why there's physical laws. And Jesus said, the laws of this planet, you have to live by them. If they're unjust, change them. I mean, that makes common sense. You don't have to be a religious person. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. If they're not right, you change them. But see, mankind says, oh, we have to accept this. We can't change it. Well, every time you say we can't change it, it only gets worse. And if they don't see it, uh, what's-his-face is taking everything away from us more and more. And if people can't see that, look at the Native Nation, what they're doing to them. Uh, it's deteriorating rapidly. There'll be an end. Everything ends. It has its reign. It has its power. And then when it abuses power, it's slowly taken away or instantly taken away. And it will happen. Freedom is a, is a great word for soul. Because when you're free of this body, you don't have to do the stupid things that the body does anymore. Which is going to the bathroom and, and eating and, and, and all those little things that are confined in, to the word of freedom. Well, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom again. Try and do it. I don't want to do this. I mean, freedom, well, don't hurt anybody. Well, that's like saying, well, freedom means freedom as long as you don't do anything against what I tell you you can't do. And that's what the Constitution was about. That's what the, the laws are. 
even the Ten Commandments say what freedom really is in, in a great way. I mean, what we want it to be, what we think it means, is contradictory to reality. There's no such thing as freedom, not in a physical body. You have to do what the physical body has to do, which is just about a lot of things that you might not want to do. So, I want to live forever. Okay, try to. Uh, I don't want to die, or I want to die today. They don't even want to. Let, they won't even let you die. I mean, they just working on passing that law in Hawaii to allow the right to die. I mean, if you want to die, you think people have the right to stop you? Well, if you die, you commit suicide. Well, that's your choice. But you, you're wrong if you try. Uh, you know, this world's horrible, and you want to make me stay here. That's Lucifer's. That's Lucifer's power. All right, and it controls a lot of the world. Uh, the word freedom, it gives you all the freedom you want to stay here. You want to come back? Just keep doing what you want to do and you can come back as many times as you want. That's freedom. Knowing that you're not going to die no matter what you do. That's incredible freedom. Knowing that you're responsible for what you do and it'll just maintain where you go and how much you can move forward spiritually is also the, your free will to create or destroy. So, it's, it's a really complicated word if you really want to know the truth about it. But when you experience total freedom in soul body, nothing can compare to it. Nothing can relate to it, and nothing equals it. And until you do, you're stuck in the reality of freedom here. Uh, we're free to talk about a, a colored race? Of course not. We're free to say certain words? No, we're not. Uh, you become a racist. You become prejudiced. You, they use these words... Uh, what happens? Sticks and stones will break my bones and names will never hurt me. We're not allowed to use those names anymore. Even though people still call me. I just got called a horrible name today. So, I mean, people still do what they want. And they think they have the free right to do it. Uh, but isn't that because of satellites are so much going around the globe, give radiations, wait, wait, wait. No, no. and let's, also let's... we are also 5G network. Is we are all uh, cell phone next to us, and then radiation into radiation into radiation. That's why people are totally crazy right now. No, Let, let's go. Let's go. Let's let's blame ourselves before we blame anybody else. Did you ever watch uh, the new show on every Monday night or Tuesday night about all these these girls and guys, and they're all trying to find love and get married? Well. Each one of them has their idea of what they want. They go with a girl, they kiss her, and they start making out and say, let's get married. Another girl comes in, oh, she's beautiful. And they go to her, can we go on a date? And then they go on a date. Is, is President Trump doing that? Is an alien doing that? Is anybody doing that? No, it's man's sick, perverted, twisted ego being filled with Lucifer's uh, compassion. All right? Well, I'll let you do what you want. Uh, you want. You want a bunch of girls? I'll put you in a room with a bunch. I mean... Go into what the Muslims believe. I mean, it's a program idea. Uh, when it comes down from energy, it becomes a program in the brain. But man accepts the idea. And, and I say this over and over. I mean, not, not that I have anything against sex, but it is probably the most abused emotion feeling in the human body. The most needed feeling in most people's desire and, and, and wants. So... How do we move forward with that? Do we get an alien to come down and say sex is no, no longer important and make everybody believe that? Or the Pope come out and say you can't have sex no more? I mean, I was in a, in a town up in Salem, up near Salem, many years ago, 
and it and it was a Quaker village, and there were all women there. They outlawed sex in the in this in the town. So the only people that were left were these older women that ran the community, and it was like a a tourist thing where you could watch how they made material and and cooked in the old days and all that. I mean, it was a cute little place, but there was no men there, and uh, it was outlawed. So again, a person's truth, a person's awareness is really critical. But when we talk about how we can create because, anything, okay. Because your truth is different with my truth. My truth is different from your truth, and everybody's truth. That's what you say. Well, no, no. See, that's no, no. That's a cop out. Truth that most people have is only their truth. Truth means what God created. If I put a rope around your neck and hang you from a tree, you're going to die. That's the truth. You can say, well, you can hang me and I can't die. You can say whatever you want, and that's your truth. But the truth is you're going to die, period. I put you in a room and seal it off. You're going to die no matter what you think or say or believe. So truth is real, but man's idea of truth is egotistical based on his ego. So the idea that some people believe in God, some people don't. Well, that's their choice. Some people believe in reincarnation and some people don't. That's their choice. It doesn't change that reincarnation is real or not. It doesn't change whether God's really there or not. The truth is, if they will, eventually they will see the truth. They will see God is there. They will understand reincarnation. All those things will happen sooner or later, usually because man likes to play, and Lucifer feeds them the energy to play, uh, deal with the present meaning they override the truth of reality. Now, when a person heals somebody, a healing is only temporary. Soul doesn't need a healing ever, first off. Only ego does. And then nobody else can change who you are. When, when somebody goes to heal, oh, I take all my sicknesses away. Oh, I feel good. How long do you think it's going to last? It's temporary. If you were healed of cancer today, you're probably going to die of cancer tomorrow, or you're going to come down with another sickness and die. So if you go to a healer, and here's the way I, I always challenge somebody, ask them to heal you so you don't ever die. Uh, duh, why not? If you can heal cancer, you can heal leprosy, you can heal, heal, heal everything that's wrong, heal me so that I don't ever die. Why not? Again, karma comes due sooner or later. It'll let you play and make more karma within that karma. If you're on a down roll or an up roll, upswing, however you want to put it, and you're creating karma and you're constantly making it, spirit will let you make it and make it and make it. Because it'll come to a point, oh, I'm tired, and now you have to pay your karma up. So it's so not what people think. So you have to do good karma, good karma in order to get a good karma back, and if you do bad karma, you get bad karma back. Is that the well, uh, politically correct statement? Well, the phrase is, do so what you reap. You reap what you sow. Uh, yes, you you don't get it back the same way though. See, if you give a hundred dollars out, somebody way, yeah, right, right. And and the way I told you, it's usually through spirit becoming aware that this is only the, the shell of the beginning of soul. Because if you expect to help a hundred million people, so like President yes. Trump, well, I'm doing all this for the United States, so now I should get ten billion dollars put in my bank account or mm-hmm. have eternal life. I mean. It doesn't, you don't get paid back good per se when we say, like I said, if you give love mm-hmm. to people, you're not going to get it back the same way. No matter how much a person loves you back, it's still not going to be the same way you're going to give it. So, yes. the perception is man, 
And I say that to everybody. What's your truth? Tell me. All right, if I ask you right now, what is your truth? Can you tell me what it is? Well, my truth, of course, it, it, it may be different from your truth. No, I'm not asking you. No, no, I'm not asking you to say what your truth is to mine. What is your truth? Your individual direct truth to yourself. My truth is we are one human race. We came from Anunnakis. They came and put us into this planet. And, uh, you know, uh, before uh, in Africa, they enslaved, uh, 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 I mean, Africans as their slaves. And they got the gold from the mines in let, Africa. Wait, wait, let me, let, let me and, stop you right there. Wait, wait, wait. And, and once it finished, they went back and they let them be like that. Because okay. up to today, wait, wait. everybody has a gold. Gold. Why do you have wait, gold wait, wait. on your finger right now? Because okay. of the... Uh, because of no, 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 that's not true. Gold was just respected as something powerful. But let me say this. All right. Why... Stop it, Gizzy. Why do you believe... Where did any of that experience come from? Why do you accept it? And why do you believe it? Now, the word Anunnaki was created, all right, a certain time frame ago. Nobody even knew what the word was, and now suddenly everybody accepts it. Where do you think the word came from? All right, when the human race accepted the Anunnaki came here, where do you think that came from? I mean, you talk about thought. They, they understood thought the Atlantean, was the first person to have actual ta tablets that were put under the pyramids, which were the Emerald Tablets. And they're older than the Sumerian Tablets. They're older than the, uh, the uh, what's that other one? Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, it's all little programs that man accepts. What I say to people, the only way you can prove it is by direct experience. If you actually start experiencing your past lives, mm -hmm. go back past, go back past, Atlantis. Start there. Come forward after that. See what races, how they came here for real. The Anunnaki didn't bring us here. And they didn't make us. So what I'm saying is you need to experience the truth behind it. Not accepting ideas this guy writes about gold. If, if the, any race, including the Anunnaki, let's start there. Because I know certain people who claim to be the greatest speakers on the Anunnaki said they came here for gold. All right. Which is totally ridiculous. Now, oh, their planet needs gold around it to keep them alive. Ridiculous. But here's the thing. If you know right now in the United States we can make gold, we can make real gold, it costs a lot but, more. Wait, wait, let me finish this. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. Okay. We can make gold right now. It costs more to make it than it's worth when we finish making it. The human race in the United States, who do you think gave us the technology to do that? All right. Now, what I was going to say is, go back to a race that's 100,000 years older than us, or even whatever, already could make gold. So they're going to have to come to a planet to mine gold and stuff? No, they don't. It's man-made idea, because gold was the power behind kings and queens, and everybody that had gold thought they were powerful. Again, it's not the most powerful stone. It was given the most credit to be powerful. Crystals were always more powerful. Go back to the Egyptians. I mean, go back past Egypt and keep going further back. Go back to Atlantis. Crystals were there. So the power that we give to gold is ridiculous. 
but it's beauty, and, and then beauty overwins when it comes to sex, when you're trying to win sex. I mean, then diamonds go along with gold, and it's all perversion of what where money value is. I mean, life is much more important than gold is in any given person's life. Hopefully, it should be. Uh, so, the idea of gold being so important to these races. No, the only thing that was ever, ever important in any life of any being or race that had a body was food. Aliens came here for food. They didn't come here for gold. And, and, and no alien speaker in the UFO world will talk about that. Aliens don't need gold. They need humans. They need them for food, and they do. The, ra- the crazy humans, and so do the reptilians. The Anunnaki are not here. I mean, they're trying to come here, but they're good. the reptilian race will not let them. The reptilian race is in control of almost everything in the, in the astral world to here, as far as battles and wars and fighting and killing. Uh, so yeah, we have. To, you need to experience that. I mean, I could tell you the truth, but you're not going to believe it because you said you have a truth. The truth needs to be proven to you. Why do you believe it? Why do you accept the Anunnaki brought us and created us or played with us? I mean, they did change our thinking after Atlantis went down. But Atlantis was an incredible place. And and the Anunnaki had nothing to do with it. Neither did the reptilians. And there were nine human races there. And they were all different colors. And four of them became gods. And you should know that. Shiva was a god. I mean, uh, Krishna was a god. Green Tara was a god. I mean, the races that existed were, were beings that became and stayed here in the lower realm. All the other ones did become aware and left this physical realm. Why stay in hell when you can go to a beautiful realm and be and do everything you can desire and want to? Uh, it's a sellout, and, it, and it's Lucifer. He creates the illusion that this is the best place to be. You get everything you want. He'll give you everything you want, which is true. Because most people don't want anything important. You want sex and drugs, it's all you want here. You want to have a cheap bill, as much as... Well, look, you know, my show's coming to an end. I didn't realize it was that I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, my friend. Uh, okay, I'm sorry about that. Thank you very much, uh, Tammy. Well, no, 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 thank you. take care. Okay, okay, thank you for God, coming on. God bless TJ, too. God okay. bless TJ Morris, too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, everybody, bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for coming in, tuning in. I wanted to get into a lot more. Uh, I didn't get a chance to. I wanted to say uh, my ex, uh, well, I don't want a friend of mine, a good friend of mine that I spent a lot of time in the UFO world, is starting a new show. It's coming out probably in a week or a couple of weeks, uh, Sergeant 18. Uh, I'll give everybody the information on that as well, uh, which is a great thing. I mean, we need people with different viewpoints and truth and, and things out there. So uh, I didn't get to everything I wanted today. Till next time. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell your friend to listen to the show. Go out of your way. Send everybody you know this link. Do it for me. Or not. Your choice. But I'm asking you to. It's sure not going to hurt him. It might help him in a way to open up, to listen, to think. And that's all that matters. Really think about what you perceive as your truth. Because that can take you down in the end or it can bring you up. Whether you prove it or not is your choice. But anything except prove it. Thank you so much. Uh... Hold on, I got somebody. Hello? 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 Hi, the Hello? show is just over. I got 10 seconds left. Oh, uh, okay. No problem. It, the show is back on. It might be on Saturday and Sunday and Friday night. 
Uh, I'm sorry uh, the time just ran out the second you called in. I'm really sorry, just a little bit too late. But thank you anyway for trying. Uh, TJ Morris uh, will be uh, doing a lot of different things in the next week or two. So stay in touch. Keep in Type that site, and it'll pull up the shows that we're doing, and it'll keep you informed to the time, okay? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Sorry about that. Till next time, the truth is always that the only thing that really matters. So look for it. Find it. Make sure you find the real truth. Till, till next time. Peace, everybody.